Shut up and sit down. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Quiet Part Loud podcast. My name's Daryl, your host as always, and this is episode 10 coming to you on the 8th of February, 2018. Um, what's been going on? Uh, all good here. Uh, took a little longer to come at you with the next episode, um, just life generally, uh, keeping me busy. And uh, yeah, I've been editing the other ones, trying to make those right, as I've been talking about, and still planning a release date. I would have liked to have had them out already, but I'm not rushing it. So just keep plodding along. We will get them out, we will get a bundle out, and like I said to you before, the earlier ones are gonna be rough, but I think we're getting better each time out, which is the whole intention. Um, so yeah, let's get right into it. Obviously, uh, always interesting stuff going on. Uh, I've been working from home uh, since, since the new year, I may have mentioned this already, uh, only going into the city when I have meetings and obligations that take me in there generally on a Friday, um, but also, also sporadically, you know, whenever the, uh, whenever the, whenever it's fucking required, whenever I got to go into the city, I go into the city, right? When I got meetings, trying to over explain it or find a hundred words to say it stupid one of the things i definitely have to cut down by the way on the podcast uh, just getting a bit more succinct so anyways sometimes i gotta go into the city but most of the time i'm working from home that's what i should have said to start today was one of the days i had to go into the city so i have to take the subway um the london underground when i go in and i just i find it I find it really fascinating this sort of phenomenon that happens to people where you can almost see them morphing as they're as they're traveling down the escalators or walking down the stairs there's an aggressive uh, an aggression that comes over them um you know they sort of forget <laughs> all common courtesy all manners of any sort and turn into savage underground cave dwelling animals um you know you'll get a little like a little older lady and she'll ram you in the back (laughs) you know you'll get guys who all of a sudden are and i'm sure it's not all of a sudden but they become these just aggressive savage cunts like pushing you in the back and it's it's almost passive aggressive but it's almost i don't know if it's passive aggressive or if it's like a subtle provocation because some of the elbows and like some of the leanings like you know someone will just put a a bit extra weight on you just to get you to move that inch more so they have a bit more room in a you know, in what can only be described as like cattle herding, you know, 
you're jammed in there sometimes like sardines. And then all you really want is a bit of a bit of respite. Everybody, let's get along for this, you know, 30 second or two minute or 10 minute journey that we have to be on together. And for some reason, the universe has paired us up to be on the same train, on the same carriage, standing right next to each other. The least we could do for one another is not be a massive asshole, not be an aggressive prick that feels that their two inches that they want is more important than the two inches that you're squeezing into. It's really fascinating. And this is kind of across the board with people I've found as well. I've had, you know, and let's, let's get stereotypical, right? I've had Susie homemaker types that seem from outward appearances meek and sort of kind of in their own space, you know, just a bit more reserved, a bit quiet. Um, if it's a packed train and those doors open, holy shit, cutting across, stepping on my feet, elbowing me out of the way. I mean, it's, it's not sporadic. This is not a sporadic thing that happens occasionally. This is almost daily. And then people wonder why when you see these pictures of people on the subway, they just look miserable as shit. If you've ever done it, experienced it in a major city traveling on the subway uh, to, to go to and from work, and you've done it for any extended period of time, you, you probably know already what I'm talking about and have probably experienced it in some, in some capacity, in some shape. Um, I've been doing it daily for going on 10 years. And I'll tell you what, it, uh, it grinds on you. It, uh, it's not, it's not healthy. I'll tell you that it's not healthy to go underground and travel on a, on a train in these tunnels. I mean, if you're a first time subway user and you go on a, and you go on a train, <laughs> wipe the inside of your nose when you get off and just watch what comes out. That doesn't happen to people who ride it every day. It's like, it, it, I don't know. It's, it's like we, I don't know if we filter it or I, we just, we've had all the, all of the, um, uh, like filters in our nose, all the hairs and the filters in our nose, if they're just gone and now we just breathe it all in. Um, but it's not good. It's fucking, it's terrible, but it's the most efficient way of getting around. There's no driving, uh, to and from work every day in London. If you work in the city, no way. I mean, some people do, but Jesus, not me. Fuck that. And, uh, and so you're subjected to buses overland trains and underground subways and I mean each one's worse than the next I mean some of these drivers of the buses in London you would you would think that they're either in their head auditioning to become a you know Formula One driver or they weren't tested and somebody just handed them a license because I mean, it's atrocious. My wife today 
was in a bus accident where a bus stopped at a at a regular stop and the bus behind just ran into the back woman got her head smashed bleeding all down her face my wife was thrown about and the back window of the bus was shattered from the impact of the uh of the bus that hit it from behind i mean it's not wet it's not windy it's not snowing it's a perfectly dry day what the fuck is going on you know and we pay a lot for our transport in london more so i think than any other major city in the world by quite some margin um i believe um i saw a chart on it some time ago and it was it, there was a massive disparity and it's not up to par it's not up to where it's not up to the level of the cost the cost doesn't reflect the level of service right delays cancellations broken equipment broken trains broken signal light and I get it's 150 odd years old. I get it's old. I get it's always being refurbed, et cetera, et cetera. And some of the new stations are looking fantastic. But there's there's definitely room for improvement. I mean, and that's not even touching the staff. I mean, all you have to do is walk through one of these stations. And when you enter or exit the barriers, at any station, you can find either nobody there or way too many people there just standing around. And... I mean, it's a lottery. It's a complete uh, dice roll to find one that's going to actually be happy to help you. You know. But hey, we got a hell of a subway system. It does work great. Um, it gets you where you need to be. It's the best way to travel around London. Um, but it's got its fucking problems. And, you know, let's have that accountability that we're talking about. Let's have that accountability. We pay you a shit ton of money. Let's get it right. You know, I live in an area of London uh, that is expanding and growing. They're developing uh, commercial real estate, residential real estate. The population of the area is going up. The property value is increasing. So the amenities are, you know, following in. We're getting an Ikea uh, by the end of the year, which will be the most centrally located Ikea. Um, you know, so the kind of footfall and traffic and demand for the area will only increase. And what have they done with the train service or what are they proposing to do with the train service? Naturally, reduce it. You're going to have more people and more demand to travel from this area of the city into the center of the city or come from other parts of the city to this part of the city now that you know some of the amenities are bring, being brought in. And you make it more difficult to get in and out of this area. You reduce staff. You reduce train service. This is not a logical decision made by any rational thinking individual. And it boggles the mind. And I wonder what the fuck these people talk about in these meetings. And I can imagine because I sit through them in my area of, of work. Um, and they're mostly a waste of time. Process. Let's have a meeting about the meeting to discuss the meeting that we're going to have about the thing. A lot of inefficiency in business. And TFL is no different. 
but they happen to run the transport system. It's in the name. And we rely on it. You know, fare, incre uh, fare increases are ridiculous. Way above inflation every single year. And it's just terrible. But uh, we need it. But again, it does work great. So maybe I'm complaining and whinging for, you know, my spoiled little uh, self, but there's room for improvement. And that's all I was getting at. But the story started with people who use these services and how they change into monsters when they seem to enter the gates. It's like entering the gates of, uh, of doom or something like that. It's, it's really, really strange. And like I said, any normal commuter, any regular commuter will have seen this. There is a, there is a fundamental shift in people when they, when they get on to public transportation. Their defense mechanisms and their shields go up and they become enraged. And everybody you meet is there's no you don't ever meet anybody on a train or on a bus or whatever that is like starting at a three. You know, if if zero is like you're sleeping or like comatose, and ten is like you're in a fit of anger and rage and 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 violence, you never meet people around a two or a three. Whenever you meet somebody on public transport, they're always kind of hanging around a seven. And so it's like, you have to manage that. It's like, don't make eye contact too much. Um, again, don't touch anybody, you know. Um, you just never know. You never know. But hey-ho, we keep on going, right? We keep on, we keep on keeping on. I just had to mention it because I've, I'm traveling less on the subway these days because I'm working from home and you notice these things, thing, these, these idiosyncrasies of people become heightened. I think, you know, you can get dull to them when you see them every day and you're just like, you know what? People are assholes. But when you take a break and say, you know, you haven't been on there for you've been on the subway for five days and then you go in and you have to use it two days in a row. By the end of those two days, you're like, like how are people still existing how, how have people not killed each other it's um this bubbling rage it's like just under the surface and uh and the slightest tick slightest tick and the whole thing blows up it's really crazy it's really crazy there's a there's definitely a tension there um anyways <laughs> i think the same thing about canada actually i think you know everybody raves and rants about canada uh being so nice and canadians being so nice and polite there is a bubbling underlying hostility and anger with Canadians. I noticed my last trip back there, um, you know, even the people at Tim Hortons, like behind the counter, they fucking hate their life. They hate their life and they hate you before you've even spoken. And they're just, they love a reason to tell you to go fuck yourself. And they do it in the most polite way possible. But I feel like there's like a bubbling kind of there with Canadians. the robotic type of politeness, courtesy, and 
it's kind of like that. You're always bowled up. You're like, yes, 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 yes. No, no problem. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day. Da, 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 da. The whole time, just bunching your neck and your shoulders together, tensing. And then it blows up. Maybe that's why Canada drinks so much and has a fucking opioid crisis. Who knows? Maybe that's, eh, it's not why America has it, but could be part of it. Um, yeah, underlying tension. We got to relax. We got to relax. You know, get that weed in you. Get that CBD in you. Relax. Chill the fuck out. It's too much shit going on. You know, it's too much shit going on. We're getting overloaded. We're changing people. We're changing social media, these fucking phones. Got it. We gotta relax, we gotta relax. The news cycle, everything, it's just fucking crazy. It's just go, 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 go. And then I try to relax and I can't. And I'm like, just relax. You've got, you've got a couple hours, nothing to do. You know, I'm doing this podcast on my lunch hour because I love it. I like talking into the mic. I like getting shit off my chest. I like getting shit out of my head. And, uh, and with the aspiration of hoping that you guys, you know, are gonna, respond to that and want it as well and want more of it and you know just enjoy listening and interacting when we get to that point but um you know i work quite a bit but uh i still like to relax you know but i've noticed recently i got to make a more concerted effort to put my fucking phone down it's uh It's affecting my eyes. And I stare at a computer all day. I mean, I've got two screens open now, one for work, one that I'm recording this on. Um, you know, and I'm always attached to a screen and I know my eyes are suffering as a result and I know I'm gonna need glasses. So I'm taking like a concerted effort to put my phone down more. Um, not check social media. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, what's it giving back? Nothing. It's giving you like dopamine hits. But what's it really giving you back? Nothing is the answer before you go ahead and, and say friends or interactions or anything like that. Trust me, if you wanted to, you would anyways. I don't, I, I truly don't buy, I, I'm on Facebook to stay connected with friends. I get the image part of it. I get the videos and shit like that. But I, I, I just, I think it's a zero sum gain. I don't think we get anything back from it. We get, we get like fallacy back. We get, we get, um, we get what we think because of these dopamine hits. We get what we think we want back, but we're not getting anything back, nothing back. And I think we need to make a concerted effort to fucking put the phones down and relax and talk to somebody or get outside, stretch, move your body, you know, exercise, whatever it may be, put your phone down just for a bit. Even if it's, even if it's an hour a day and you're watching TV instead of looking at your phone, fuck, who cares? Just get off Facebook, get off Instagram, get off Twitter, get off fucking Snapchat, whatever it is, and uh, 
relax, like enjoy life life, not digital life. And I'm in digital media, right? So I get paid the more you look at shit online. The more you are online, the better it is for my bottom line. And I guess that goes with the podcast as well, but we're not going to do advertising on this thing um, the way most people do it. I don't want to do mid-roll or mid-stream uh, adverts. I think that's gross. I think you can make them funny, but I think it's I think it's a bit gross. It's disingenuine to the content and to the experience. It's like... You know, we're talking about this, that, and the other thing. I'm talking to you about the London Underground. I'm talking to you about, you know, relaxing on social media. And then I'm like, oh, um, oh yeah, okay, time for an ad. This part of the podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. For all your website building needs, choose Squarespace. You know what I mean? Like, And then, oh, so let's relax on social media. It's really destroying our brains. We're evolving into, you know what I mean? It's disingenuous. It doesn't fit. Maybe at the beginning, maybe at the end. That's, you know, because it gives you guys the opportunity to skip through them. Um, but what I want to do more than anything with the advertising is put you guys on to shit you may not know about that I'm interested in rather than just somebody who pays for the space. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. Does that make sense? So like if I'm interested in, like what am I interested in right now? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed right now with, um, with, um, uh, 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 why have I gone blank? Fucking wood pizzas, uh, wood ovens, wood burning ovens, uh, stone pizza ovens. I'm obsessed with them right now. And I've, in the last month, probably watched 150 videos on YouTube of varying lengths about the construction process of building your own wood fire oven. Like traditional dome kind of oven, pizza oven. I've watched hundreds of these videos about, um, about making these. At the end of the day, I'm probably just going to buy one. Um, but I'm super interested in them. I love them. I think they're fucking incredible. I think from a culinary point of view, I was watching this thing on making um, a pizza that's traditional to the Napoli region. And uh, like the origin the origin of the margarita pizza, da-da-da-da-da. And I just become obsessed with it. And I'm renovating my garden. I'm, I'm getting plans done now to renovate my backyard. Uh, I'm going to put some grass down and some uh, plant beds because we grow our own uh, fruit and veg more vegetable and herbs. But I want to grow some fruit this year. we got a cherry tree growing out there. Um, you know, kale, all that good stuff. Um, going to get some flowers out there and, and all the good stuff uh, like that. So I'm, I'm making plans to have my, my garden renovated. And I want to... I want a grill area that's going to be laid down. And one of the things I want to put in it is one of these pizza ovens, right? So like right here is a perfect time for me to say, well, this is actually the pizza oven I'm thinking about getting because it's cost effective. The customer service has been good when I made inquiries or whatever. 
introduce it more from a product placement point of view that is in the natural flow of conversation. I think that's how I want to do any advertising that, that ever appears on this podcast. And I know I'm, you know, jumping way ahead here because we're not at that stage yet. Um, but, you know, maybe we'll get to that. You know, I definitely would love to monetize this content. I think that would be great um, because it would allow me to do more of it. And it would allow me to get better at it. And it would allow me to uh, communicate with you guys on a more consistent basis, uh, which is ideally the goal. Uh, but the monetization strategy around this content has to be authentic. So maybe we do something like a recommendations part of this podcast or something like that, where I bring you something that I found that week. Um, that may morph into something more purposely for commercial, if that makes sense, where I start fielding uh, things from advertisers and, and things like that. But I think the way I want to do it right now is um, is definitely sticking to uh, a more native format of advertising. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Who knows? And maybe that'll be more, more difficult than it's worth. Um, and maybe we'll just stick to pre-roll uh, or pre, pre-cast. Um, ads who knows but like i said that's that's well down the line that's well down the line i just think that cutting out your content just to stick uh what is clearly just money in the middle of your content is disingenuous and it's not a good way of doing it you know it's like you watch these ads on facebook and they've got it queued up and as soon as it's about to get to the ad uh part of the video that you actually want to see they throw an advert in there like a mid-roll advert, and it's just fucking gross. And I don't adhere to it, and I don't watch any content that has... As soon as that thing comes up, ad starting, I leave. I don't care if I've watched the video or not. I'm not contributing to that form of advertising because I think it's gross. It doesn't take the user into account. It is strictly a numbers game. They know that any... Tens of millions of people are going to watch a video every day and they're going to be able to calculate what the return on investment is for their pockets on that. That's it. And you can be smarter than that. And Facebook should be smarter than that. Like I said on the last podcast, even fucking with the, the, the news feeds um, to deliver you anything but chronological news is fucking garbage. Who are you to say what I want to see? Take your algorithms and, and cram them up your ass. I'm not interested in your opinion on what I want to see. There have been times probably on one hand I can count where Facebook has suggested a person, place, or thing that I wanted to follow that I wasn't already. Conduct all the social experiments on me you want. And actually don't. But an algorithm's not going to tell me what I'm interested in because three weeks before, I would I'd never looked at pizza ovens before in my life. I'd seen them in restaurants. I'd I'd I've seen them in you know food markets and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. But I never was interested in building one or purchasing one from my backyard. I never put that into any sort of thought. 
Now, if advertising was really smart, the amount of YouTube videos I watch, you'd think that some of the pre-roll that came up would be around that. Or something culinary or relevant and not just the same old bullshit that I'm seeing about cryptocurrency. Because I don't want to invest in cryptocurrency. I did it once, got ripped off, not doing it anymore. I invested and I bought Bitcoin. What's going back five years on that uh, gov uh, or mx.got or whatever it was. It got ripped off for like 400 million. And they're like, oh, sorry, gone. And at that point, I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. These fucks can figure it out. And when they get it right, then I'll come back and I'll check it out. But <clears throat> right now, it's commodity trading and nothing else. It has no intrinsic value, right? Bitcoin or Litecoin or Ethereum or whatever. There's, <clears throat> I think there's something like 35 of them. There's probably fucking hundreds more. But if you look at cryptocurrency, the top ones are, there's, I think there's about 30, maybe 35 or something like that. But Bitcoin two weeks ago was and I'm putting air quotes around this, valued at $20,000. And today, I think it's worth under five and a half. I hope you didn't bet on that. You know, if you've got throwaway money and, you know, money that you can afford to lose, let's say a couple hundred dollars, a couple hundred quid, whatever, then crack on, have fun, right? It's small-time investment with huge returns and then huge losses based on speculation. That's all it is. Until some sort of adaptation of this that becomes adopted by uh, business and the spending general public, it won't, it won't happen. And I did this as an experiment because a guy at work invested in it just as it was going up and up and up. And now he's basically back to zero. But I was relaying some of this information to him in terms of like how I invested in it before and how I lost it because it's unsecured and anything digital can be hacked. Yeah. That's just, that's just fucking fact. So I was talking to him about this and, you know, he's, again, got sparkles in his eyes because it's new and, you know, you see these 400% increases and blah, blah, blah. And I just said, okay, mate, let's see about its usability, right? So I went to Google Bitcoin vendors. Great. Brought up, you know, Jimmy's guns and fucking ammo somewhere. It had, you know... Clarissa's cakes or whatever and this that and the other thing and then it was you know different tech bits and stuff like that I could bring it up now but I'm not gonna um and then there was Expedia 
I think it was, yeah. So we went on to Expedia to try to buy something with Bitcoin and you can't do it. And if you can, I didn't see where you could because I booked a fucking holiday, went through to payment and there was nothing there. So where's it hiding? Or maybe I missed something where Expedia were in and then they said, actually, this is a load of dog shit. We're out and now don't do it. It's not there yet. I think digital currency, I think cryptocurrency powered by blockchain is absolutely going to happen. Absolutely going to happen. I mean, you know, it already is happening. But on a scale that is not going to truly influence the full rate of change with this thing becoming adopted. Not yet. Not yet. You know, once I can buy my groceries with Bitcoin from a major grocery store, then you, then you've got a new currency. I think, you know, something like that. You need to be do you need to be able to do everyday shit with it. If I can't do everyday shit with it, if it is just a task to make transactionary um, actions happen, it's not ready. It's not ready, but keep working on it for sure because it absolutely is the future. You know, if you would have said to people <clears throat> what, 7 years ago, uh, you're going to be able to just take your debit card out you're not going to need to put it in the machine anymore. You're just going to be able to tap it and that's it. And it's going to take a couple seconds. Transaction processed. They would have said no. Most people would have said no, 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 no. No, not doing that. And now I don't pay for anything. I would generally say 70% of the time, 80% of the time even, you know, day-to-day -day transactions, buying coffee here, doing this here, that, that sort of thing. Now, you actually get a funny look from me now if you don't have a contactless debit machine businesses, just so you know. If I still have to stick my card in there for the chip and pin, to me, you're VHS. You're, you're a fucking A-track player at this point, you know? Because pretty soon that's going to go into my ring. Right. And everything else is just going to be like I'll transact with my hands based on some jewelry that I'm wearing or something that I'm, you know, something topical. You know, or it's on the phone still and you and you go with, you know, your Apple Pay or your your Android Pay or whatever. But um, until I can do shit like that with my Bitcoin. I say mine, I don't have any, but if I could do that daily transactionary business and just live my life through Bitcoin, then we've got something. But it will happen. I have no doubt in my mind it will happen. And then some. You know. Um, but it's not there yet. It definitely will. It definitely will. It's just not there yet. And I'm not investing in it. Because I think that time is over now. What are we? What are we expecting the the thing to do? We, we are we expecting Bitcoin to like? <clears throat> pardon me. Are we expecting Bitcoin to be like five thousand forever, or are we expecting it to go back up to twenty thousand forever, or like where does it settle? And what am I trading it against? I'm just trading against other Bitcoin, 
or am I trading it against other cryptocurrency or am I trading it against cash or gold or silver or whatever, wheat, corn, sugar? What am I trading it against? You see what I'm saying? It's not there yet, but it definitely will. You know, before credit cards came along and you would have said to people, "Can do you... Do you envision a time when all your money is just going to be on a plastic card? You know? It's anything with technology. Will You know, it's with everything. It's crazy if you think about it, right? Like even just video. Like if I want to send my mom in Canada a video from London right now and press send on it right now, she's got it now. And she can play it, no problem. Like, to me, that's fucking nuts. If you just stop to actually think about it. I see a water buffalo getting his balls ripped off by a pair of hyenas and I can send that to my friend in Canada. And I press send on it now. And he's got it now. And he can watch it. No problem. That's just nuts to me. It's absolutely insane to me. Um, you know, if you would have asked somebody in 1990 if they thought they could do that, and it'd be like, that, done. They would have said, you're fucking crazy. So shit changes. And... Bitcoin or whatever the currency ends up being or the currencies that end up being part of this blockchain cryptocurrency, it will happen, but it's not there yet. So I think we may have missed the boat in terms of an investment get in, get out opportunity here. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not a financial analyst. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass. Um, But again, like I was saying in the last podcast, I can kind of spot trends. And I called this trend of it falling on its ass like a week before it happened, two weeks before it happened, just because it came up in conversation and I hadn't looked at it in some time. Um, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see how it goes, right? It's, it's kind of like a watch this space thing. I've got some dirt on my, on my water bottle. Gross. Um, what else is going on? Super Bowl was last weekend. And in the infamous words of Forrest Gump, that's all I have to say about that. No, I could not care less about the Super Bowl. As I get older... I am less and less of a sports fan, full stop, in terms of viewing them, right? Um, so the, so let's recap the Super Bowl real quick, because I didn't watch it, but I've heard some reviews, I've seen some highlights, blah, 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 right? There's a couple things around it that I think are quite funny. One, it's grown men cheering on grown men, so that's a bit weird, Right? looking at them as like sports heroes. I think that's thrown around way too much. 
However, Tom Brady, who actually lost the Super Bowl, quarterback of the New England Patriots, is like, I guess he's considered the greatest quarterback of all time, and it's not even debatable. This guy's been to 10 Super Bowls and won five, so he's got a 50% success rate, but that doesn't, I mean, doesn't really matter because he's been to 10 fucking Super Bowls. A lot of people put that down to Bill Belichick, the coach, etc. Um, but either way, Tom Brady is a supreme winner and, you know, in all accounts, seems to have a pretty good fucking life. I mean, his wife is Giselle uh, Bunchton, is that her name? The Brazilian model. Like she's, you know, she's a Brazilian model. <laughs> And he's got kids with her. So they fuck, which is beautiful for him. Um, you know, so he wins on that front. He's got the most, uh, what would you say? Like, he's the top quarterback of all time. So he's fucking, he's an absolute legend, right? First ballot Hall of Famer type of shit. And then I find it funny, right? Cause so you've got this supreme winner who's a supreme winner in what seemingly is every aspect of his life, Right. And he loses in the Super Bowl, and I think the score was, what was it, 41 to 34, something like that. So one touchdown, all right? So apparently it was a really good game. Again, I didn't watch it because I don't give a fuck. But I think it's funny because that's about all I know about, you know, the New England Patriots and Tom Brady's legacy and shit like that. But anybody that has that success both professionally and personally, is clearly doing something right. Clearly has a strong work ethic, clearly has a strong focus about, you know, being determined on, you know, what they want to achieve and how they want to achieve it, etc., etc. He loses the Super Bowl, goes for something like 500 yards or something like that, passing, and when he loses the internet trolls just spill out into the streets, fucking spewing vomit and just disgusting, just rhetoric bullshit all over him. Not to him. I'm sure some of it was to him. I don't follow him on any social media, so I don't fucking know even if he's on social media, but I presume he probably is. And the people that came out were just disgusting. You faggot. I saw that. I saw, um, like, just slanderous, slanderous garbage. And I'm, I'm just wondering, like, who the fuck are these people? Because if they've got the time to criticize this guy, they're not out working hard. Or there's got to be some something not firing there, right? Something is missing when you've got the time to look at a guy who has had the level of success that Tom Brady's had and all you want to do is shit on him for one loss. Hilarious to me. Hilarious to me. And those people can't hang out with them. Can't talk to them because they're losers. They're fucking losers. And all they're doing really is projecting. They're projecting their own um, self-esteem issues. Let's call it that their own lack of self-worth onto this supreme winner, right? 
I hate on LeBron James, but I don't like him for very specific reasons. I would never try to I would never try to shit on LeBron James's basketball ability because that's like denying climate change. You can't do it. It's undeniable, right? You can't shit on a guy that wins like that. Unless he turns out to be like a fucking rapist or, you know, some pedophile or whatever, some horrible bastard. You know, he just, he's a Bill Cosby on the side. You know, you can't, you can't just project your own bullshit onto people. It goes back to that fucking relax, right? Just relax. But people do it. But somebody said, somebody said, um, somebody had a joke or made the point of like wearing jerseys. And I think it's fucking hilarious. It, they said, if you wear another person's jersey, if you wear another man's jersey and he sees you in the street, he gets to fuck you. If you're wearing another man's name across your back and he sees you in public, he gets to fuck you. Because what are you doing? What are you doing? Because we're not, and this is towards tribalism, which we could go on another hour and a half slant, but we're already 45 minutes in. And I don't want to make it too, too long for you, but I do want to cover a couple of things today for sure. Um, it goes towards tribalism, right? Because sports, all we're doing, and I, who said this? Somebody said this is not an original, this is not an original quote. And if I'm ever stealing from somebody and I don't give that person the credit for it, call me out on it because I only want to give you guys original content. And if I don't, and I take it from somebody else and I don't give you that information up front, give it to me and let me know. Okay. So somebody, uh, somebody said that somebody said the, if you're wearing a guy's name across your back and he sees you in the street, he gets to fuck you. <coughs> and then somebody else said that actually we're not, um, all we're doing when we're watching sports and we're affiliating ourselves with a team is we're filling our, we're affiliating ourselves with clothes. And it's true if you think about it, because if you're a, let's say you're a Lakers fan, right? I'll take it back to when I actually watched basketball. Say you're a Lakers fan. Are you a Lakers fan or are you a Kobe Bryant fan? So in other words, who, who are you actually rooting for? Are you rooting for... Kobe to do well or are you rooting for the Lakers to do well because if Kobe gets traded to the Detroit Pistons which was on the cards um, at one point in time how serious we don't know but apparently it was pretty close if Kobe goes from the Lakers to the Detroit Pistons where does your loyalty go does it go to the Pistons or does it stay with the Lakers? Most people who are sports fans and follow it and are quite, you know, hardcore sports fans would say it stays with the Lakers. 
right? So then all you care about is a uniform. You don't care about the players actually wearing the uniform. All you care about is their performance in it. But it's ultimately the uniform. So you're being tribal. So all you give a shit about is the clothes, really, and the performance of the bodies wearing that clothes. It doesn't make any fucking sense to me anymore. I used to love it. I used to love the competitive aspect of it, but that's gone, which is why the only time now that I really tune into sporting events is um, uh, when I watch the UFC. Because to me, that's proper competition, one-on-one competition with consequences that are actually consequences. Because let's be honest, if like happened last night, the, um, the Cleveland Cavaliers win by one shot over the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves and LeBron hits the final shot at the buzzer, who gives a fuck? Because all they're doing is playing towards holding a gold trophy over their head at the end of the season to then come back three months later and do it all over again. What is the point? Is it a distraction piece? Is it... I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. And, and I used to know because I used to fucking love it. I used to love the competition of it. I used to love the skill of it. I used to love the... Uh, athleticism of it. I used to love the intensity of it. But, and I'm speaking about the NBA here because I was a diehard NBA fan. That love is not there anymore. I don't buy jerseys. I don't buy season passes to the satellite subscription services or the apps or any of that shit. I might watch some highlights if it comes across my Instagram feed, but I really can't even be bothered. I tried to watch an NBA game. I think this was last season, and I couldn't get through five minutes of it. I was so fucking bored, and the game has reduced to such a basic level, one-way type of basketball it's just not fun to watch anymore i can't do it um so i don't really spend my time watching sports and i didn't watch the super bowl and i haven't watched a fucking a full nfl game probably since i was i don't know 19 20 um hockey can't stand it baseball are you fucking kidding me if baseball was invented now people would be like get that shit out of here Get it out of here. You you want me to watch a guy stand stand on a dirt mound and throw a ball to another guy with a stick? And when he hits it, he gets to run one or two or three or four bases? Uh, uh, And then after every pitch, you got to wait like a minute. Like, and then, oh, it goes on for five hours. Fuck off. Not a chance. So I'm not really big into sports, but I do watch UFC and I do watch mixed martial arts um, because I think there's real, the outcome actually matters. The ref is only there to stop you from getting killed. So those consequences actually matter. So the outcome actually matters. So the competition and the technical ability of the competition actually matters 
But with a lot of these other sports, it doesn't. And so I can't justify watching an NBA game and spending three and a half hours of my time doing it. And it doesn't make sense to me. So, but what doesn't make sense to me even more is how when somebody does win a <coughs> competition in their chosen profession, these fucking trolls can just come out of nowhere and shit on people. I think anonymous um, social media handles should not be allowed. If you're not willing to put your picture or some identifiable information like a brand or something like that to your profile, you shouldn't be allowed to have one. You shouldn't be anonymous. You should be held accountable. It goes back to what we've been saying, right? This whole entire uh, string of podcasts, right? I think since probably fucking episode two or something, two or three, we've been talking about accountability. And if you've got the nerve to come out and say something as, you know, stupid as Tom Brady's a fucking loser or um, whatever the other slurs were, I'm not even going to go into them because I already said something earlier and I shouldn't have probably said that, but I don't fucking care to be honest with you because I didn't mean it in any way. I was telling you what I read. Um, so if you were offended about 20 minutes ago, go fuck yourself. Um, I think if you've got the nerve to come out on social media or on any other platform and call somebody a name or be derogatory to them or talk about their family or whatever it may be, your anonymity should be taken away. If you want to make that kind of commentary, you should be held accountable for it. Right? Accountability, please. Right. Speaking of accountability, Trump wants to have a fucking military parade. Excuse me. Go on YouTube and, and check out um, military parades and see what pops up. And anybody that's tuned into this and is listening and saying, oh, it's just a parade, whatever. OK, go search military parades on YouTube or online fucking wherever search military parades and, and tell me what comes back and who was holding those parades and under what circumstances because the last time America did it, it was when they won the original Gulf War right and it was George Bush Sr. that did it Why does Trump want to do it? He hasn't done anything with the military. What is this to um, like throw pomp and ceremony at the fact that you're giving them uh, all of this money out of your budget and that you're ripping apart the Environmental Protection Agency? Fucking idiot. Um, I thought they might say no. I thought they might say, you know what, we need to be more fiscally responsible than this. And perhaps the American people would think it, uh, would think of it as irresponsible to spend this kind of money because I think it's going to cost something like 30 million or 40 million to do it, to do the parade, to have a fucking parade, to drive tanks down Washington Boulevard or wherever it is. 
Um, to me, it's insane. And it stinks of a guy who is trying to suck every general's dick and put them in his favor and in his pocket in such a way where they'll owe him something in the future. And I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist. Once again, I'm not in that business. I don't care. I'm not really bothered by conspiracy theorists. I don't spend uh, theories. I don't spend too much of my time even worry about worrying about them. But I don't think Donald Trump does anything out of the goodness of his heart. He always wants something in return. And if I was the generals or the people that are responsible, I think it's General Mattis, um, that are responsible for organizing this, which to my understanding, they've begun planning it, should have turned around and said no. We've had this money allocated in our budget. We don't want to spend it on this. And if it's not coming out of their budget, that means the American people are paying for it. And what the fuck do they want one of these parades for? Has anybody even asked them? Because I don't think that they have. It's just all of a sudden he wants a parade. Why? Because he wants to stand up high on the steps of whatever fucking monument he'll find himself on or whatever podium he'll find himself on. And he wants to overlook this and use it as an outward threat to anybody that wants to oppose him. He wants to do this. This is this is the middle age crisis buying a fast car, right? It's overcompensation for a small dick and this is what I think he's doing. He's doing this to show, this is him flexing. Just like it is for every other fucking dictator or communist country or whoever it may be who have done it in the past. And I think they should have flat out refused. I think the American people should be putting up more of a stink. But to be honest with you, you can't count on them for anything. Just like you can't really count on most people for anything. But you've got a narcissist running your country, Americans out there. You've got a narcissist running your fucking country. You've got a bunch of lackeys on his side of the aisle that are basically just gobbling his balls all day long while this absurdity continues and the media outlets are sitting there talking about his hair flapping around when he's getting on a plane. I don't care. Everybody knows how shitty his hair is. Fucking move on. Focus on what you need to focus on. <coughs> it's bullshit. I don't care what his diet is. He's fat. I know that already. I don't care how many cans of hairspray he needs to keep his fucking hair in place. It's clearly a mop. He's on Propecia for it. I don't care. Stick to the fact that this motherfucker is doing all of the things that you would need to do to push opposition away from you so it doesn't even challenge you. And wait till the next election. It's going to be the last election on fucking steroids. Because he's he's the president. He's going to start campaigning so early. I mean, one of the first things he did when he got to office was put himself down for re-election. So, I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? And then you go north. 
right? You go north, right, to where I grew up, right? The great white north Canada. And I see this, um, I see this town hall, uh, I see this town hall meeting type of scenario with the Canadian prime minister uh, in it where I think um, a Muslim girl or something stood up, it doesn't matter who it was, uh, a person from the crowd stood up and asked a question. And in that question had the word mankind in it, right? As in that's one step for man, one giant leap for mankind, that kind of mankind. And the leader of Canada, Justin Trudeau, who, I mean, I can I can get started on this guy, but I'm going to stick to this actual um, point here real quick. Uh, this person from the crowd said something, their question, I can't remember exactly what their question was, but within their question, they said the word mankind. And he stopped her, I believe it was her, he stopped her and corrected her usage of mankind to people kind. We would suggest you use people kind, I think were his exact words. You would suggest or you would prefer or you would uh, recommend or whatever that you, that you use people kind? How about stop telling people how to fucking speak, Canada, Trudeau? How about come back from the edge of the radical left? Because that's where you're going. Signing, um, what was it, C-105 or whatever it was into uh, legislation, which saw uh, the adherence to gender neutral pronouns or preferred <coughs> gender pronouns written into the hate speech law of Canada is is a violation of human rights. It's not a protection of human rights. It's a violation, not of human rights, let's say free speech. That's what it is. And that's why in terms of this uh, topic of conversation, you can find me right in line with how Jordan Peterson thinks. 100%. And I think I mentioned him uh, on the last podcast because he did an interview on British television channel four, uh, with a woman, uh, called Kathy Newman, who apparently thinks she came out on top of that exchange, which is hilarious to me because I've never seen an actual, uh, person get trampled that bad on air, uh, before. Um, that's just hilarious to me. But in terms of this, area of conversation and in terms of how I view people in power like Justin Trudeau that adhere and promote this kind of bullshit is of uh, 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 it's of a dirt level. I don't like when people force the way you can speak on other people. Don't tell me to watch my mouth. Ever. I don't care who's around or what the scenario is. If I'm having a conversation and I happen to curse, I'm going to curse. 
If I happen to use a pronoun that is not what you prefer, too fucking bad. Because the way this conversation is going is you've got idiots who are teaching in universities telling students, impressionable students, that there is no biological difference between men and women. This is out there as part of the zeitgeist within this community, and it's hilarious, but people are buying it. Very small amounts of people, but people are buying it, and people are trying to gather momentum around this. No thanks, not gonna happen. You are a he or a she to me, and whatever I see come up in front of me is how I'm going to refer to you. And it's how I'm going to refer to someone else if I'm referring to you in that conversation. I'm not going to call you Z. I'm not going to call you Zer. I'm not going to call you Zim, Zab, or whatever the fuck else. <clears throat> You're not a pixie. You're a man or a woman. And if you're a man and you want to become a woman, when you are a woman and you get the tr and you get the operation done, you're a woman. I'll call you a woman. But if you're a 35-year-old dude that likes to dress up in diapers and call himself a baby, I'm not playing that game with you. If you're a transgender person that wants to be called Zim, I can't do it. Doesn't mean anything to me. And I'm not going to be required to remember every variable of that scenario. Not going to do it. So, fuck that, and fuck Justin Trudeau for correcting that person, because mankind just means man, you know? Like, as in the global community mankind. She didn't just mean fucking men, and exclude all the women, pay them less, blah, blah, blah. All the other shit that is being thrown out by that side of this argument. No, she meant mankind. She meant as in the global community. And you fucking knew that and you corrected her because you're an asshole. So don't do that. It's stupid. And you need to grow some fucking balls. We can't just be, we can't just be doing like what we're doing now. We can't be going at things just specifically because they're male or they're patriarchal or they're, I don't know. It just seems like everybody wants to be outraged about something and it's just stupid. And everybody wants to cater to every single variable that could possibly be put together. We live in a complicated world as it is. We don't need shit clogging up the systems. This is cholesterol in the heart or not even cholesterol. That's the wrong way to say it. This is just a blocked artery. We need to clear it out. We need to clear it out. Like people are so afraid to just fucking say what they actually think. And they go towards what do people think I should say in this scenario. And it's so weak and it takes away our individualism. You know, it's like even Pringles. Is it Pringles? <coughs> Someone's bringing out a female potato chip. A female potato chip. I think it's Pringles, but I can't remember. But effectively, it's like they're crisps just for women because they're smaller, they're daintier, and they don't crisp as loud. 
Fuck you. Fuck you. Eat, eat potato chips. Grab them by the fistful and cram them in your mouth. Like, what is this? It's just crazy to me. It's insane. Gendering crisps. Gendering potato chips. Sorry, I got to throw both words at you there because I don't know who's listening. Um, it's just stupid. Just stupid. But uh, that'll be the end of my relationship with Pringles, if it is them or whoever it is. Because if I see female crisps or female potato chips on the shelf in my grocery store, I'm just going to chuck them on the ground. Because fuck you, that's why. Because it's stupid, that's why. And because we've got bigger things to be dealing with than that. And you're going to sell a few more bags of chips or a few more bags of crisps? Why do they have to be for women? Maybe I want some of them. Maybe I don't feel like grabbing my ruffles or my Doritos by the fistful and cramming in my face and cutting the sides of my lips and, you know, barely being able to speak because I've got so many. Maybe I want a dainty crisp. Why do they have to be for women? I can't buy them if I want to buy them. I'm going to throw them on the floor because it's a stupid fucking idea. But why can't I have them? Why can't they be crisps? Why can't they just be small potato chips? Why do they have to be gendered? Why? It doesn't make any sense. Well, it, it doesn't make any sense, but I know why they're doing it, right? So it's just, it's just ridiculous is what it is. And, um, the absurdity seems to keep going. Like we're not, doesn't seem like too much is pulling back on it. Like I know I'm talking about it. Some of the other content list providers that I listen to are talking about it. It seems to be on some people's radar, but it still, still seems to be going. We're still going with it. And now it's like, well, should I feel bad if I say something or if I act? And I'm just... I'm not a bad person, man. Like, I just want to have fun, just fucking relax. And like, you know, maybe I get a bit stupid sometimes. I'm not, I don't mean any offense to anybody. If I want to offend somebody, I'm going to offend them. Properly offend them. And I can do that. But that's not my MO. And it's not my MO when I'm just shooting shit or talking shit or whatever it may be. It doesn't need to be this serious. We need to fucking relax. You know, But I'll tell you one thing we don't need to relax on. We don't need to relax on this Logan Paul prick. Until he's off of fucking YouTube, you should keep, keep, keep harassing YouTube. Keep sending them messages. Keep blowing up their social media accounts and tell them to get this guy off of their platform. He did some comeback video that people were getting spammed with and they got a whole bunch of complaints. YouTube don't do anything unless they just get shit on all across the media. So shit on them. Make them take action. Get this fucking guy out of there. We don't need seven and eight year olds being exposed to this kind of content. Like a rebirth this guy's had or something like that. It's like, no, you didn't. You got suspended and now you're back. Like, fuck off. 
So anyways, that's enough of that. What's What else is going on? Because I'm going to wrap this up. We've been going about an hour, um, just over an hour. And uh, like I said, I don't want to run on too, too long. I'm just wondering if, uh, if I should do a UFC... Um, if I should do a UFC breakdown because we got 221 coming this weekend and that is main event Luke Rockhold and UL Romero for the uh, middleweight championship of the world and I'm not sure who else is on the card um, oh yeah we got Mark Hunt oh yeah this one so this is in Australia right because um, Robert Whitaker who um, who is the champ who beat Yoel Romero in a five-round um, decision. Um, he got like a staph infection, but it like attacked his organs. So he was like proper fucked up um, and had to pull out of the fight. So they couldn't do it. So to save the card, they've done Yoel and Luke as a, uh, as a I, guess, I guess it's an interim title and then when Whitaker's back I guess the winner of that the Yoel um, Rockhold fight this weekend will fight him and unify um, but they saved the Perth Australia card um, I'm not sure if it would have went because the co-main is Mark Hunt and Curtis Blades um, and okay that's probably gonna be a bit of a slobber knocker kind of co-main but does it sell a, an event on its on its own? I don't think so. Um, but luckily, they got this one instead, and that saved it. So rather than, I guess, rather than doing it now, we'll probably come back and do one of those, uh, and we'll just do a two twenty one breakdown. Um, we'll go through some of the uh, some of the other cards, some of the implications, um, and, and whatnot. Uh, we'll do that separately. So uh, I think we're going to wrap, guys. Uh, I think this has been a decent episode. We're getting more fluid with it, I think. Um, hopefully some of my personality is coming out a little bit more. Hopefully this wasn't uh, too negative. Uh, I know I bitched and moaned about things, and I tend to have a, uh, a habit of doing that. But it's my platform, and it's my podcast. So I'm going to talk about what I want when I want um, and how I want to. So um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Like I said, I think we're getting better with this thing now. Um, and every day we're going to improve and, and continue to do that. So uh, publishing soon. This is episode 10. Uh, so that's what I said to you guys. I said when, when we get to 10, I'm going to publish. So what I'm going to do is probably come back tomorrow. No, not tomorrow. I'll probably come back if I can't get to it on the weekend, I'll definitely do it on uh, Tuesday. Uh, so it won't be too, too long. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't fucking do it on Tuesday because 221 will be over. Um, right. So I might come back this afternoon and do it. And we'll do a quick 221 breakdown. Uh, go through the, the main card on that. Uh, whatever else is going on that I can think of in MMA news. We've got to cover Nate Diaz and Tyron Woodley. Um, some discussions around that. We've got to talk about Floyd and Connor. Um, some shit around that as well. All speculation, but, uh, but it makes it fun conversation. So um, let's sign off for this one. And then we'll come back and we'll do a 221 breakdown. Uh, give you all the all the hype around that and then what else is going on in the world of MMA. But for now, I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. This is episode 10 of The Quiet Part Loud. My name's Daryl. I'm your host. And uh, until next time, 
All the best, guys.